Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I am Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I've got uh, Tom, we'll call him Venerable Tom. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> that's his new, t- My new mom term. My love that. It's not official church you know, promulgation of any kind. Hey, that's okay. But Venerable Tom, you're and, on your and way. And you're insist that Cindy gotta, call you, you that? Gotta start, oh, that's even better. See, I wasn't even thinking that way. <laughs> so, <laughs> excellent. And, and we've got Ziggy Rodriguez here with us. That's me. As well. <laughs> All right, all right. So we are uh, we are uh, in our little mini series here. Um, the, you know, the mini series, interestingly, started yes. like in the nineteen seventies, and the mini series I think was Roots the first one. There was there were a couple of them that oh, came wow. out. You there remember were a bunch? They, well, it started back then. We yeah. never heard of them as, as kids, but then yeah. all of a sudden, it's like yeah. the mini series. We have a mini series going on here. We do at the Catholic Cafe, and this the the theological virtues. Yes, faith, hope, and love, or faith, hope, and charity. Uh, and this is our second um, episode in that series, and we're talking about the theological virtue of hope. Um, and we we last time, so you should probably go and listen to the theological virtue of faith, which is the one we did last time. Uh, and so you, we, we should probably just recap yes. a little bit about the theological virtue of of faith. Right. So faith, uh, we, we talked about it's a it's the it's the the supernatural grace. That allows us to see that what the church teaches is true. Um, one, one thing that we said that was probably new to a lot of people is that it's different from the theological virtues are different from uh, like the, the other virtues, the 64 virtues that are out there, and especially mm-hmm. the cardinal virtues and so far as they're not acquired virtues. That might have confused some of the people out in the audience a little bit because it's, yeah. like, it's, it's kind of a fine point. You're talking about my wife, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> no. No. No, because she asked me. She's like, she goes, you're wrong. No, she didn't say that. I love my wife and she loves me. Uh, no, but she did point out. And you know what? I, I kind of, because I, I heard this like, you, you hear this about the theological virtues that 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 they they come one hundred percent from God, right? Right? They are manufactured by God. They are right. they are espoused by God, promulgated by God. They 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 come out of of who God is. Yeah. And we don't make them. We don't create them. Yeah. But when we use a phrase like to grow in faith, we're not like actually making our faith. Like we're not nurturing our faith. And uh, putting water and putting it out in the sun and, and pulling the weeds out and making it grow bigger. What we're doing is we're actually collecting more faith mm-hmm. because faith comes from God. Yeah. Right. So all faith is a gift from God, and that's and and an expression we can use. And it's not just faith. All the theological virtues are that way. Yeah. So faith, hope, and love they come out of God, who God is. So imagine if if God is like. I don't want to use this. It's a weird term, but like rainmaker. God yeah. is actually, you know, like the, the grace that flows out of God, right? So theological uh, uh, virtues of faith, hope, and love pour out of God like rain, like a constant rain, just out, 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 out. Just as that's what he does. Yeah. It always this outward movement out into creation. And we have a choice. We can either like... If this if this uh, faith or hope or charity is like rain, we can have an umbrella, right? And we can refuse to receive any of this. We can have we can block it off of us, right? Uh, which is not a good thing to do, you know. Or we can like move the umbrella and we can get ourselves soaked 
in this yeah. reign of faith or reign of hope or reign of love. You know, or we can do something even more radical than that, and we can like turn the umbrella upside down, and we can collect it, right? <laughs> yeah, so we yeah, can actually. Yeah. So this is how we grow in faith, or how right. we grow in hope, or how right. we grow in love, is that we are collecting this faith, hope, and love that come that pour out of God by by definition by who He is, right? Right? Who has revealed Himself to be to all of us, and so that's what we mean by that. So we're not like making the the faith. Like a better quality faith right. that we have, we're not improving upon that faith. Right, we're actually just adding to it. Right, so we have more of this faith. We're, we're adding to what we're receiving. We're, we're we're making ourselves available to receive more, we're, and God right. is adding to it. That's yeah. right. We are a receptacle. Yes, of God's graces, and so so what we talk about is how do we receive more how do we make ourselves right. available and that's how we ended our show with faith is like what are the things we can do like going to confession or prayer going to mass these things that we do that, that will increase the amount of faith that we acquire which is we'll use a you know a, a you know a colloquial expression of like to grow in faith yeah. in other words to collect more faith to acquire right. more faith and we'll do a show at some point about the acquired virtues and and it'll be obvious to people what we mean, you know, then in terms of like how it's different, right? And, and it's common sense. If you've known people, you might know people who don't have any faith at all, but who are pretty temperate. You know, they avoid sweets and they avoid uh, alcohol and other things like that. Um, in other words, sad people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, yeah. and we're not saying grace isn't involved in that. It is. And we'll explain, you know, what that, with, you know, how that rolls. Uh, and you're not going to be brought to perfection in like the virtue of temperance if you don't have faith, right? But at the same time, uh, there are muscles that can be worked, you know, because virtue is ultimately uh, it's a habit of the will, a habit of the mind. And so if somebody is practicing at temperance, uh, the result is they'll get better at it over time. Right. You know, and that's exactly that's the difference. But they won't yeah. get more temperance. Yeah. Right. They, they will get better at temperance. And that's yeah. there's a, it's a subtle difference. But I think the important thing for everyone to understand, the thing for me to, that I glom on to is like all faith, all hope and all love or charity comes from God. It's yes. a gift from God. And so, uh, you know, when you see like hashtags like uh, like love is love, and you think like, well, look, all love comes from God. Right. And so we have to be careful not to distort that love. And then it turns into something like lust or like those are those are distortions of the reality of an all but but the truth is all love in its purest form comes from God. Right. It's a gift from God. So availing ourselves of more love Right, and th- and that's that's what we want to do. So, in in the case of hope, um, we we want to avail ourselves of more of the theological virtue of hope to acquire to open ourselves up to receive more hope. Yes, but we should talk. Let's so the hope, faith, and hope. Uh, well, and love, but faith and hope have some similarities. Oh yeah, yeah. I would say faith and hope they really they're go, both theological virtues. They're both theological <laughs> virtues. They go hand in hand very well with one another. I mean, there's you could say there's a there's a traditional definition within the church that uh, you can describe faith as the substance of things hoped for, right? So when you when you use a definition like that, that's showing that there's sort of two sides of the same coin, yeah, right. So and remember that from last week that faith is the supernatural grace that helps us see that what the church teaches and is, you know is to be true and the same kind of thing is the the substance of things hoped for, where the word hope is in the definition of faith, yeah. In the same way, remember Saint Paul talks about faith working through love. Yeah. Right. So there's there's also two sides of coin there. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I just I just want to point that out that 
the important thing to remain remember here is they're they're not isolated virtues. These theological oh, sure. virtues essentially are all this grace pouring out of God. Sure. Right? And 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 understand they're all related. Oh, they're all related, but there is specifically like a virtue of faith and a virtue of hope yes. and a virtue of charity, and that's what we're trying to kind of like nail down here, right? Yeah. And so like the reason it's important to kind of think of, of faith and hope in this way of being kind of two sides of the same coin. So if faith is that supernatural grace by which one is able to see that what the church teaches is true, then what that means is that the, the substance of things hoped for, right, that means that th- that has to do with the things that are taught by the church and, and are promised by God, you know, through the church, right? And so, you know, one, one can say that hope, in a way, is a trust in God's faithfulness as to what he has promised us within the deposit of the faith. Yeah. Um, and so this is an important thing because, so, y- you know, St. Thomas Aquinas, he says basically you can have... Not Venerable Tom. Not Venerable Tom. No, no, no. <laughs> That's definitely pretty close. <laughs> no, no, you've got a couple of miracles to go, son. <laughs> We're praying. We're praying. But even an animal can have small H hope. You know, like if you have a dog and you, if you've got a place where you always store the treats and whenever you go to reach for the treats, he gets excited. Or when you reach for that leash, he knows he's going to get a walk. Yeah, I, I, I have dog faith. <laughs> Right. And no, I, I know what you're saying. It's like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's like his sights need to be bigger. Right, right. But, but but he doesn't know any better. Well, he's a, so like a dog, an animal. They have within the Catholic tradition, they've got a soul, but it's not. It's a material soul, a sensitive soul, right? Whereas human beings have a rational soul, right? And so that's a distinction between us and them. And so the small H hope. When we start putting our hope in the earthly things, if I hope this my team wins, or I hope I get to date this person, or I hope whatever, right, I hope I win the lottery. I hope I yeah. Although make that a lot could of be money. a big H, it depends on how big the lottery. Is. Right, right, right. No, no, still small H. But these are all small H hopes. Big H hope is connected to, um, you know, the things that God has infused in our intellect as by helping us see that what the church teaches is true, and then and then we're actually having hope in that right but the world often we doesn't have faith people and the world as a result only has small h hope and so we have a lot of people who are putting their trust in worldly things and 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 it's leaving us empty you know i mean the the and hope you know faith and hope is what god is using to draw us as people with rational souls his children draw us to him through those faculties yeah you know and see, i I want to talk about this for just a little bit because this idea I don't think people realize just how bad it is. Well, you know what? People probably do. But I, I want to point out how bad of a shape the world is in. Right? I mean, because you look New at things. Flash. Yeah. Well, I, and I think a lot of this is tied to the theological virtue of hope and also tied to the theological virtue of faith in the fact that uh, we, we're, we're, uh, we're kind of upside down in a lot of things. And the, and the more secular the world gets... Right, the less we see big H hope, the less we think about eternal salvation, and we think about God's promises and God fulfilling His promises and the covenants and 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 the church and the church's teachings and that which is ultimately good. Right, the less we think about that, we can still have hope for things. Yeah. Right. It's why an atheist will have hope. It's why uh, you know even a Satanist might have some sense of of a small h hope, but right. but their their view and understanding of hope is is skewed um, to the point where it, it becomes worldly, and it's really 
it, it, what what happens even for us, let's say as Catholics or or, or or any Christian for that matter, when when we're when we have hope, if we start falling into that trap of the small age hope, if we start thinking just temporarily about hope, what ends up happening is uh, we might get lost in that world, and it's going to end up being. Um, a, a problem with of you you said you used the phrase uh like our hope when our hopes in worldly things it leaves us empty yeah. the reality is the world fills that with the wrong things yeah right and and even the demonic well i'm listening to the exorcist files now oh, that's a good show yeah it's a great it's a great podcast you know yes. and it's like that that the demons the, the devil fills that void mm-hmm. right where the the world leaves us empty because we think we're filling ourselves up with all this hope, with all these good things, and the reality is, our sports team winning might be fun, right? It, but but it ultimately is not where our hope, big H hope, should be, right? And this is causing uh, all kinds of confusion in the world. I mean, you look at the problems with people and their identities, and this fluidity and gender, and all these ideologies that are coming out that are essentially destructive to the human person. It's seemingly being presented as as answers to problems, and right. this is going to solve all the problems. When in fact, it's creating more, and it's creating uh, a, a sense of 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 depression. And I mean, I think that right now, probably they're prescribing more antidepressants and more uh, mood altering uh, substances, you know, drugs, good medicines, and certainly, but then also. Um, you know, people are, are seeking out things like marijuana and th- they're trying to move, alter their mood because they're unhappy. Right. There's a lot of unhappiness and that's what happens when we don't understand the difference between that big H hope, the hope for eternal salvation, the hope of, of living in harmony with God and creation so that we can live in harmony with him in heaven forever. You know, when we lose that Baltimore Catechism hope, yeah, um, that we're going to get into trouble, and that He is our provision, right? Yes, and that, and that I, the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. And and be, that's the thing that allows us to live a poverty of spirit, of and, detachment. You know, and you know what? That the, the theological virtue of hope is what allows for Psalm twenty three to be true, right? Right? Exactly. We, we, the, 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 I shall not want. I, Lord, I'm trying to do that. I really right. am. I'm struggling with that. You know, but it's like the theological gift of hope that comes from God is what allows us to say, God's going to take care of this. God's got this. Well, and you, you bring up an important point. I think we might need to make a distinction for the audience. So in terms of like the difference between hope and faith, because so faith is primarily in the intellect, right? Yeah. Where, where, where it's that supernatural grace that allows us to see what the church teaches is true. Whereas hope, uh, it, it, hope moves the will. Right, so hope is that supernatural grace by which the will is perfected in accordance with what the church teaches. Now we'll get to charity next week. You know, charity—that's that union of the soul with God that's born of faith and hope. And what a beautiful thing charity is. And it, you know, we'll, we'll say, say that discussion for 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 next week. But hope is in the will, and so. You bring up a great point. Hope is what makes Psalm 23 possible, I shall not want. Right. Right? Because you, you, you at this, if you're living hope, your will is tending, you're living in a way that's in, in accordance with the faith and with in accordance with what God has revealed to you. And I, you know, I had, for many years, I had faith without hope. Um, I had, um, you know, I had lost my hope. I was living in despair. Yeah. And I, I didn't necessarily think of it in that way. I will say I identified myself. My, I actually had this on my Facebook profile. I said I was a bad Catholic. That was my religion. Yeah. Um, hmm. and, and I would tell people I, I, I believe what the church teaches. I just don't live it. Right. And that's literally what that is, is that's faith without hope. Um, and, and for me, during those times, my faith was really, it was a condemnation of, of me. 
and in a way I could use it in a healthy way where I, I could call myself out in, during moments of self-honesty and say, man, I'm messing up. You know, this is not the yeah, right you, way to you live. You knew what you wanted. Right. But uh, so... Uh, Venerable Tom and I are going to psychoanalyze you yeah, now yeah, at this yeah. point because we neither of us have degrees, and so that means that we're really good at this. I'm just keep teasing, and we're not going to analyze well, you. Especially if you're venerable. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just saying. But I will. I will say that it sounds like uh, you know it may start with some spiritual laziness. It may start with some uh, where you just don't want to pursue the truth because it's just the truth is too hard. The the reality of what really is hope, and that's why it would be easier for you to call yourself a bad Catholic. Well, in those times, I mean, so here's the thing that's interesting. What I, I didn't dare to have the big H hope. I had small H hope, right? And so, as, as a, and, and you know, I had gone to a really excellent college and law school. In college, I was president of the student body, which was like a top 20 law school within the law world. That's a big deal. And, I, you know, there that, were 21 that, people enrolled. Is that what you're <laughs> yeah, <telling>? exactly. <laughs> but, you know, that, but I, you know, I had all sorts of things that the world could pat me on the back for. You know what I mean? I had all sorts of worldly accomplishments. I was doing jury trials very soon after I got yeah, my law degree. Yeah, what do you need hope for? This. Because you've got everything you need. Yeah, except theoretically. I, except I was suicidal. Yeah, I, I can you be problematic at this time, and and because I was living in despair. But the reason was, is see, I had I had chosen, I had settled for dog hope. You know, I had settled for all these small H hopes. The things that make you feel better at the moment and that are basically just responses to things. Oh, yeah. Well, and also, I mean, at that point in my life, I was partying all the time and I was giving myself over to that lifestyle and, and chasing women. It was just all sorts of just uh, terrible behavior that I have taken care of in the confessional. No, uh, that's, yeah. that's awesome. And, and, but, and I, I, don't, I do want just one second. I want, I want to stop for a second. When you mentioned that you were suicidal, and, and I know you've talked uh, about this before, and a lot yeah. of people hear that word and, and instantly... A lot of radars go off, and this is a very serious thing oh, sure, yeah. in the world. We don't, we will not make light of this at all. And it's like there, there are just unfortunately so many people, especially some of our young people that that have lost hope. Oh yeah, right that 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 haven't availed themselves of the gift of hope, and to the point where they've gotten to you go from you know just sadness to depression uh, into despair. And it's it's one of the reasons why the church calls it the sin of despair. Oh yeah. And it's not like we're trying to pile on top of somebody and say like, you know, not only do you feel bad, but you're at fault for this and the church punishes you for and that's not what's going on here, but really ultimately it's turning away from God and at that point in your life and again, I didn't know you back then yeah. and I sure am glad you are the the happy guy <laughs> and that that you are now. Right. Uh and I'm so happy for that journey for you, but I know a lot of people uh, are, are experiencing some of these uh, self uh, harm thoughts, and 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 a lot of people struggle with this. Some are young people, especially, uh, and that's just uh, it. There is nothing more gut wrenching than when a parent finds out that their kid's going through something like cutting or oh, uh, sure. self harm of some kind of thing. So it's like something we don't we do not take lightly. Uh, so I, you just kind of just said like, and I was suicidal, and you kind of went oh, right yeah, through. Yeah. I well, want to make sure that people understand this is not something that's. Uh, uh, th- this was this is a very serious situation for you when you didn't have this theological virtue of hope that you uh, had availed yourself to and opened yourself up to. Well, and I think another thing is, uh, you know, false hope can lead to idolatry, right? When we put our small H hope in worldly things, which is exactly what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and 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 so I actually I think that this ties in. Last time we we talked about you know ways to grow in faith. So I wanted to talk about. You know, growing in hope and what that looks like, and and 
what I've learned. Remember, we're not manufacturing hope. We're not manufacturing hope. And right? we're not improving our hope. How do we make ourselves available for God yes. to pour more hope into us? Yes. Right? And the first thing I would say uh, is make sacrifices. Letting go of our attachments to created goods for love of God as an act of hope. The way I always explain this to folks is I, I you view yourself as a vessel. Yes. A container. Yes. And those the sooner you get rid of the things of the world. So yeah. the more stuff you empty your you empty yourself of yourself yes. and the things that you think you desire, the more you do that, so the sacrifices, giving things up, not doing things the way you want to do them or that your body naturally falls into, right? So giving up meals, giving up sweets, uh, not just giving up Things, but spending more time doing uh, other things that aren't, you know, uh, wasteful time or, or whatever, that makes yourself more available. And you're a container you've emptied. It's like you can get a lot more stuff in a mini storage unit that's empty than the ones that's full. Well, St. John on the Cross, he, his, he defines attachment as something that you don't think you can live without, including your own life. And you know, Those saints were tough. I know, right? <laughs> they were tough. Right? Well, I mean, but Jesus himself said, you know, you, you have to, you, you can't even love your own life more than me, right? And, and in addition to your family relationships and everything. And the fact of the matter is any attachment can become an idol. And, and you know, if we, but if we allow our, the eyes of faith uh, to help us see the things of the world for what they are. And let us see with the eyes of faith, including changes that we need to make in, uh, in order to grow. As we allow this to move our will, we are moving from faith and hope. Right. Um, and like St. Augustine, he said, like, it isn't that human beings don't know how to love. It's that we love the wrong things or we love the right things, but in the wrong way. Um, and so when we make an act of sacrifice, what we're doing, and this includes just fasting, or other things to help us moderate our earthly attachments. These are acts of hope because what you're actually saying is you're saying, I can live without this. I can live and, and we can, right? And so acts of sacrifices are offerings that allows us to be emptied of self in order to be filled with God. And so if, if you have a persistent sin that you can't break, you know, offer a fast for it. Or if you're dealing with despair, depression, anything like that, Offer up a fast, even if you don't. If it's hard to kind of see the connection between those right. two things, you know, God, our Lord talks about prayer and fasting, and there's a lot of reasons why that's an important message. But a big re- reason why fasting is important is because when we fast, it is an act of hope. Yeah. So a lot of that is, and it's not just the fast. The fast is right. good, but any time that you are like regulating what goes into your body. Yeah. Right. So even just like affecting your diet. Right. Like, so uh, when I'm doing a very specific like diet, when I'm trying to like control my weight or whatever, when I do that, what, what I'm always amazed at is that when I have mastery over my body, when I start to control those things that are, that are tempting me, that are wanting me to, they're not evil. Yeah. You know, a, a cream puff is not evil yeah. in and of itself. Yeah. You know, I, I, I saw some, an evil cream puff once. Well, <laughs> and some, sometimes I think they're looking at me <laughs> a certain red, way. Yes. red eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but, my, but my point is, one, once you start to have self-mastery, once you start to control what goes into your body, it's amazing, like, in my experience of that, is how much 
more faithful I become, right? right? How much more open to faith that I become that I actually feel more spiritually alive yeah. when I'm not filling myself with what the world has to offer. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy a glass of beer. It doesn't mean that you can't enjoy uh, a good steak or, or a good conversation or a fun movie. Or it, It's not to say these things, but like... But the more that we consciously control that, right, then the more that we become spiritually alive. We become yeah. bigger, more empty vessels for God to fill us and, and with if, those theological virtues. And if there's something in your life right now where you're feeling like, I can't live without this thing, and, it, and you find yourself, you're obsessing over it, and it's taking over you, it's causing great worry, there's reason to believe that that's, it would be smart to, to pray about what's some way I can fast from that, or some way that I can, something that I can do as an act of hope to prove to myself that right. I can live without it, and that ultimately what's necessary is God. And that starts with the awareness of that thing. Yeah. Right? And so being aware of it, and then to start little baby steps, start little moves towards like, how do I... How do I? Well, let me just see what would happen if I went a day without this. Right. What if I went two days? Right. What if I went a week? You know, and it's amazing how uh, these kind of things work. Uh, and and I think that's a beautiful gift. And it's not just about dieting. It's right. not just about uh, that kind of stuff. It's about our openness to to the theological virtues and allowing God to fill us. And what happens with like and and I don't think don't think you, you Tom I keep going back to you and mm-hmm. Exodus ninety and what you experience in that mm-hmm. and this idea where you empty yourself of certain things right how spiritually alive you become oh, totally. when you are less dependent on the worldly things right right and, and that is tapping directly into these theological virtues and what, what we're talking about oh hundred percent and 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 of course just like you know praying for faith is important. Praying for hope is important. We, we last week we had uh, printed out uh, a prayer from the USS, USCCB website. They have acts of faith, hope, and charity, and so we've got the act of hope today. Yeah, so uh, let's let's well. read that prayer just so you hear that prayer. Oh Lord God, I hope by your grace for the pardon of all my sins and after life here to gain eternal happiness because you have promised it. Who are infinitely powerful, faithful, kind, and merciful? In this hope. I intend to live and die. Amen. That's a powerful prayer. It is. And I love how all the things we talked about are actually in that prayer. Yes. <laughs> right? It's like there's this theological virtue of faith. Right. I have got faith in these things. And, and then also what we're hoping for is eternal life, and we're hoping for the eternal good, right? Not just for, you know, Lord, give me the bountiful blessings of, you know, milk and honey in this life. Yes. Right? Which I know we saw that in the Old Testament a lot, you know? Right. And that was their understanding. But but the reality is we need to pray. God has so much more in store for us. Yes. If only we align ourselves uh, with with his, his desire for each one of us. And if we ask the Blessed Virgin uh, to walk with us in this uh, this difficult life and ask for her to watch over us as we ask for this theological grace of hope, this virtue of hope. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe 
serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time. 